You're listening to In The Lead, the podcast for real estate pros looking to grow their business. Whether you're new to the business or a seasoned pro, we come to you each week with the latest technology and online strategies to help you sell more, work less, and make a difference in your community through your real estate business. This show is brought to you by Easy Agent Pro, creators of Lead Sites, the ultimate lead generation website for agents. For show notes and links, check out easyagentpro.com slash podcast. Good afternoon, good evening, and good morning wherever you are, EA peers. You're listening to the In The Lead podcast with your host, Chris McHale. And today we have the original crew from the new rebranded uh, podcast. We have Kelvin, we've got Robert, and we've got Tyler sitting in with me. And we're going to talk about all sorts of really cool stuff. So go ahead and say hi. Um, let, let, make, make, it, make it be known that you are here. What's up, EAP family? <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, everyone. <laughs> And Tyler's not going to say anything. <laughs> well, I, did, I didn't know how to follow up with Kelly. I'm just going to let that run. Very cool. Uh, that was Tyler saying hey, and we're all saying hello as well. Um, we are going to jump right into the real estate reality. And I found a really fantastic article on a blog for Realtor.org about um, commuting costs for buyers. I thought it was pretty interesting. Um, 29% of buyers who were surveyed in a survey uh, said that it was important to take commuting costs into consideration. That's more than a quarter of the individuals that were surveyed thought that uh, commuting costs was important. So um, I was just curious if you guys had any ideas on how to maybe spin this on an Instafarm page or spin this on a, a squeeze page or something like that. Yeah, I think depending on where you're at, I mean, there's places like Denver and uh, Boston where public transit is like a huge deal. And I think just leveraging that appropriately can make a world of difference, it seems like, especially if public transit, I mean, well, uh, commuting is in general is such a big focus. So I think public transit is actually a big way to start leveraging that in, in your content specifically. Right. Um, I personally think that, you know, not every real estate agent is in a downtown like area, right? Not all of us are in um, New York or LA or Chicago where there is a huge, uh, a huge beneficial um, commuting setup there right there's no public transportation right. or anything like that there's a lot of agents who may live in montana who may live in rural areas like us in new mexico it takes me 30 minutes to get anywhere so i think that uh any eight this is more beneficial information for agents who are kind of in rural areas um they definitely do want to take this into uh they want to use this as a factor into you know introducing a, a listing to a specific person and then yeah in in on top of that like Introducing a listing to a person, that's is definitely something you can easily consider then. But I think there's room for a creative approach to that uh, outside of already being in a client-to-agent uh, relationship. So, for example, we always talk about marketing tactics and lead generation tips. Uh, you could, what you could do is there are zones or areas or neighborhoods for almost every community. So what you could do is you can make a blog post about, hey, this is the average time from getting to community A to community B, right? So if you're working in community B, here are the, you know, five communities that are within a 10-minute drive of, you know, that area. So that it, it could become a blog resource. It's something that, you know, you, you see on the news all the time, right? You always see the weather report and the traffic report if you're in any type of city. So taking that to a blog area, um, whether on a lead site or somewhere else, could be a great way to generate leads. Uh, could also be something that you work with with landing pages. We had Easy Agent Pro been really diving into Facebook ads to a landing page um, to generate leads. Uh, that's that's something that is slightly creative. That you could say, hey, get the top uh, ten areas to live if you want to have less than a ten minute commute working in XYZ area, right? And then that could be a landing page with a download. So you could use it in that type of uh, capacity as well since it's something people are really interested in and it's not quite overdone yet. Like everyone's done a seller landing page ad. That's going to be a really expensive campaign to run, right. but this might be a cheaper way to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Robert, do you have to chime in on No, that? I was I was headed towards landing pages. I think just making a, a it's just something valuable that someone who's searching your site is going to want to want to see and would appreciate and would probably opt in to download. Um and and that kind of ties into an Insta farm or just doing, you know, just a a very abundant neighborhood guide that has, you know, this is How would you do it, Robert? Like in Albuquerque. So in Albuquerque, if we were going to do it 
It's such a it, Albuquerque is such an obscure one because we don't really have a good metro system or anything. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I think in Albuquerque it would be based on distance. So you would say moving here, here's um, here's what you should know before, and you could do kind of the average traffic commute time. Um, you could tie it into with some Google Maps stuff. You could do it, um, you know, any number of ways. But I like, hmm. I think personally, if it was like, uh, if you had, if you were a real estate agent or a broker who had a specific listing tied to your firm, um, create a landing or create an InstaFarm page about that. And that should be one of the key features is, Hey, this is 15. Yeah, that could be a good, we talked about doing that once a while back this summer, um, how people were looking to boost their conversion rate on the seller listing appointment, like the number of appointments they do to get to close. And one of the ways that we, we had to do that was to actually create a individual InstaFarm page or individual single property page for the listing before you even list it. So then when you show up and they're like, well, how are you different than, you know, at the end of your appointment, you save it, you know, towards the end, you can show them, yeah, well, if you go with me, we'll actually market your property with a single page like this on the web Fantastic. that has video that has shows up on Google. So that when people Google your address and everything, they, they find it and, and come to us. So uh, it's one of the, but back to the landing page specific um, more evergreen strategy. I think what you could do is you could target buyers or target sellers in your farming area that you're looking to get more in and say, hey, people living in Knob Hill, hey, people living in downtown KC looking to move. Here are the six places that are, you know, less than 10 minutes away from downtown KC. You should, you should look into and then that's a, a quick PDF download you can make in Microsoft Word save those six neighborhoods with maybe a you know little write-up about each one save it as a PDF put that on your squeeze or your landing page set up the Facebook ad and within 15 20 minutes have a decent you could do that same about- thing with like employers as well not just like big yeah. downtown areas you could yep. say hey here are the top 10 employers so you're gonna create information like here are the places that are five minutes away from these major employers and then you know, you've that's already... where I, that's exactly where I was headed. In Albuquerque, we have Intel and HP, which probably exactly. employ eight thousand people, which is a perfect targeting. Audience. And you can target those people with right? Facebook yeah, exactly. Ads too. I always like to tell people when on my coaching calls, I always tell them. I always use Tesla as an example, right? Like those real estate agents in Las Vegas are probably rolling in money right now because you have two thousand people, three thousand jobs that just opened up, and now there's three thousand homes that need to be filled. So uh, target your audience, you know, let them, you know, show those neighborhoods that are close by. That's worth making a squeeze page for Tesla employees looking for housing. Exactly. Like, make a squeeze page. Yeah. Just this is everything them. you're going to need to know if you work at Intel. If you're <laughs> just don't use their logo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It makes it, yeah. Just use the yeah. name. Yeah. Yeah. No, um, this is all fantastic advice. I, I'm really happy that I found this article because we just gave you guys a ton of ideas for squeeze pages, which is pretty cool. So pretty excited. Um, if you guys try them out, let us know, shoot us a, a tweet. Let us know on BeatZillow um, if you guys have run one of these campaigns. And, and I'd be really curious to see what type of results you, you folks are getting out of it. Um, any Anything else on that? Do you guys have any other ideas that you want to roll off the top of your head? Or we're happy? No, we're happy, man. All right. That's what I like to hear. The next thing that I want to talk about because it is that chilly time and even Florida is getting sub, you know, sub-zero temperatures at night sometimes. Um, I actually talked to a, uh, an, an agent today. It was 53 degrees this morning in Orlando. Oh, poor Orlando. I know. It's so cute, right? One thing that I do want to try and reiterate and trying to uh, you know, let agents kind of know is that one of the big things, for those of you that are fortunate in being able to sell homes um, or look at people who are buying them, uh, because the winter is always generally a slow time. If you if you are one of those very few people, unfortunate people who are selling a home or buy, or helping a customer buy one, um, make sure you really play into the heating and cooling costs of the house. Um, it's a fantastic thing to talk about because it is so hot or it is so cold in specific areas, and people do genuinely want to know how much is this going to cost me per year to warm this house up. Um, it's really really cool. Uh, NAR Research actually just came up with a pretty decent little. Uh, and I'll, I'll, I'll link it on the show notes. Pretty decent little little pictograph of everything. And a lot of people were saying that it's a huge deal um, in, in, you know, heating and, heating and cooling costs were more important to buyers who purchased newer homes and 50% of uh, buyers whose homes were built in 2014. So it's a big deal. A lot of people, 42% of the people in Northeast are more likely 
um, to find heating and cooling costs very important. Uh, so just definitely take that into note. Do you guys want to talk about that? I didn't even think of marketing ideas, how you could leverage that. Yeah, what I instantly thought of is my background is in a little bit of restoration and construction sales and, and working with insurance agents to educate people um, a lot about disasters that happen in the winter months and stuff like that. And one of the things that we did that was always very successful and a huge thing that I imagine could turn into just the easiest advertising campaign slash squeeze page would be like preparing your home for winter checklist. Here's what you need to do. You need to drip your pipes. You need to check for any exposed pipe outside uh, and this and that. And it's a, really a 10 step guide that most people would download. They would check out. It would look really good on Pinterest as an infographic. And, um, and it's just actually helpful information for the winter months. Like you don't want your pipe to burst. And then you going and step even further, a little like emergency program. Here's the, here's, uh, the water authority number in my city. Here's how you can get your power shut off during a pipe explosion. That type of stuff is, is stuff people actually need. And they would print out with your logo on it and maybe put it on the refrigerator. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you can run that on a squeeze page too, which, you know, maybe you can get, Something like that, if you did just an email address for that on a squeeze page, I bet you could get dollar email addresses and then put that into your CRM, put that into your MailChimp or whatever you use to send out newsletters um, and keep those people close to you. Yeah, one thing that I like too is maybe um, I've seen some people come up with some pretty fantastic ideas for sellers on squeeze pages on hiring an arborist. I think I've talked to you guys about that a little bit. Um, maybe get in contact with a local business that does winterization of homes and maybe offer a coupon on a squeeze page that says, Hey, if you don't have time to winterize your home, you give me or whatever, give me your, for, for sale, give me your information and we'll, we'll redirect you to a local business that'll winterize that home for you while you're trying to sell it. Um, something like that. So there's all sorts of really cool beneficial ways to do so. And I love Robert's idea of literally just being like, Hey, you have an emergency, your pipe burst, your house is burning down, call these numbers. And then, like you said, have your logo on yeah. top. It's I perfect. think phrasing for that's important too. Cause it, I mean, costs obviously a big focus for that sort of thing. So I would say like, save yourself X amount of money this winter by doing these 10 winterizing tips, blah, blah, blah. So the way you phrase it's going to help you as well, I think, but I think Robert's right. That'd be an easy thing to just turn into a PDF that everybody wants. Yeah. And of course, that's the thing is not everybody has winters, right? We were joking about Florida being 58 degrees or 54 degrees. Um, you could even talk about, like you were saying, disasters, right? Uh, these five easy, easy steps to prep your home pre-hurricane um, and then have it have that be one of the squeeze pages or have that just be one of the templates that you can download with your logo on it. And these people have these information. Okay, I need to make sure that my, you know, that my shutters are, are shutting correctly. I need to make sure that there's no shingles off the roof. I want to make sure that all of my pipes are, are in the exact same place they were when before the hurricane hit. Stuff like that. So that's another way that you can look into it as well. For sure. You could even run a contest style um, landing page where you're, you know, you could still give away a download and say, here's your hurricane readiness test. And then you know, but they, at the end of the day, you could have a contest and you give away actually a hurricane readiness kit and you give, yeah. them, give them water, clothes, candles, all that kind of stuff. And then it's something, it's just more attractive. If you have a giveaway, always you're going to get, end up getting more results and they may not all be direct leads, but you're still adding a healthy amount of Brand emails to your database. So. Yeah, absolutely. Um, D Dustin's a fantastic example of that. Uh, his brand recognition is fantastic with Top Golf. Talk to a local surf pro representative and say, "Hey, you know, um, I live in an area that's really heavily influenced by hurricanes. Um, if I can maybe talk to you about the top five things and blog about it, get that brand recognition out there too. So that's something that you can do as well. So there you go. We happy about that one? We can move on again. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the next thing that I want to chime in on this is kind of my personal little uh, uh, fun tidbit of information that I keep giving because I am kind of an avid green home. Uh, member, I enjoy gardening outside and kind of using the, you know, using gray water systems and stuff like that. Um, there's a really great uh, statistical uh, analysis that NAR put up as well on Pinterest about green homes, um, and it was pretty interesting to see the type of stuff that people feel is really important in a green home or the green aspects or features of a home. I thought it was pretty wild that. Um, one of the biggest things that people were interested in is energy efficient lighting. 67% of the people who were interviewed or asked uh, said energy efficient lighting is important in a home. The other one as well as energy efficient appliances, right? We've all seen on HGTV the person saying, oh, brand new five-star energy electric or energy efficient appliances. Um, so if you guys want to chime in on that, maybe get some ideas going for that. 
Anyway. I always, uh, <laughs> sorry, I thought Ty was going to say something. Uh, <laughs> it's okay. But uh, I always drift towards towards lists and things, like action item things that people can do. That's my favorite marketing tactic, hands down. So making your home energy, here's how to do it. Here's great ideas for home energy improvement tips. Here's ones that you can do for less than $500. Here's ones you can do in less than a week uh, and that kind of thing. And you can really take it far. Um, and just have a have ton of giveaways where um, you're, you're showing people how to do this. You're providing them links to maybe the Amazon product or something like that. Like the Philips Hue lights right now, they use like a tenth of the, the energy that a normal light bulb would use. So that's like your recommendation right there is valuable. Like, oh, crap, I didn't know that. I didn't realize. Can you imagine what does that actually translate to in, in savings? And then you, you show them that number too and you literally, you make a positive impact in their life. They're like, man, I should get LED lights in my house. It's actually not as bad as I thought it would be. Right. Um, I, I like the, I love that idea. And then once again, like if you wanted to, if you wanted to get in, I always talk about small business partnerships with individuals. Um, if you have a specific construction company that you work with on remodeling homes, create a squeeze page that says, Hey, if you're a serious buyer and you're interested in in homes in the area, um, enter in your information and we'll give you a coupon or percentage off on window replacement, double pane window replacement on the home to make it more cost efficient for you. Uh, stuff like that. Or affiliate, yeah, or affiliate with some green companies and do some co-promotion because all the solar panel companies, all the green anything, that's how they have kind of a viral marketing strategy. So they're I, they're open to, to doing collaborative efforts uh, in the marketing area. Right. One of the really cool things that I saw about this was the there was 9% of those aged 51 to 60 uh, bought a home for the green energy efficient reasons. And this is where it really gets wild for me. Um, 61 to 69% of the individuals uh, or 8% of the individuals were 61 to 69 years old. And then it even went higher. 12% of individuals aged 70 to 90 actually bought a home for energy efficient reasons. So what, what that's telling me is it looks like everybody is starting to jump on this train of, Hey, I want to save some money and kind of help the environment out at the same time. What do, what do I have to do to get this started? Um, so maybe you can target your audience a little bit better with this information as well when you're running the advertise camp, advertisement campaigns. And it's not like you have to be a green expert or know everything there is to know about greening your home. They're starting from a point of what, like, oh man, I can save money. How much? What are some creative ways that I could save money? What are ones that, you know, that could maybe fit into to 2017 for me? Um, and then just highlighting those and showing them and talking about them is a good way to get, get a little uh, traction and response on, on the subject. I, uh, I just want to chime in too and say something really funny. So Tyler's actually had a beautiful and fantastic experience with making his home more energy efficient. You want to tell him what happened last week? <laughs> oh yeah, that's why we, we new windows. <laughs> so he lives in he lives in downtown KC, and the poor gentleman in the middle of Kansas, the Kansas City winter, his uh, his fantastic landlord decided that they need to replace the windows in his apartment. So he's been freezing his butt off <laughs> trying to get the windows. Well, out. that makes sense. That's um, one of the top exterior remodeling projects, according to this infographic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was from Pinterest. <laughs> <laughs> that that your your uh, the owners of those uh, apartment complexes nailed it on the head. They probably read that Pinterest uh, post and were like, "Crap, we need to jump on this." um but cool yeah that's fantastic um you know think about different ways that you can if you have ideas of of going green on specific houses um blog about it blogging is really important so we always tell everybody to if you have some good ideas on green homes tiny homes stuff like that to blog about it and with that said i want to roll into the next section um we have a fantastic new eap user his name's chase binney and this gentleman is blogging like a pro uh, the, I'll link his site down below in the show notes. This guy's come up with some fantastic blogging um, blogging content about tiny homes. And his latest blog, uh, I thought, was absolutely fantastic. And I think that a lot of you should uh, definitely check this out and maybe get some some ideas off of it. Uh, Kelvin, you, you too were totally into it. Do you want to discuss what was going yeah, on? Yeah, Chase, if you're listening, and if you're not, I'm going to come find you and, and talk to you about it anyway. <laughs> but this was just so awesome to see because this is such – wholesome and genuine marketing at its root because it's really, really a really sensitive topic for a group of people and they really appreciated the type of information that you're putting on here. Um, 10 home buying tips from autism moms. So actually going out to speak with them, find genuine concerns for them, putting this information up on your site and then distributing it around. 
So, you know, just building awareness. And these are all such, it's just such good information that I'm reading on here. You took the time to create these really, really quality graphics. That's Robert was admiring. I actually learned, I learned a ton I did of too. Stuff, actually. I never, I never knew that water was such a dangerous Me neither. thing for autistic and that, children. And that yeah, statistic, really he actually cool. did like some really good research on 91% total uh, U.S. deaths in children with autism ages 14 and under because of water. Like that's the, this, it's amazing. This is just an awesome blog post. I can't rave about it enough. So uh, with that said, um, definitely check out his uh, check out his blog posts because all of them are like that. Even the one about tiny model homes or tiny homes, he actually got in contact with the construction company that builds them and interviewed the guys. And uh, he's just killing it on the blog post. Um, I love the idea of giving uh, mothers with autistic children voices. I think that's very, very powerful, and it makes you stick out. You found your niche, and it's a perfect thing to keep blogging about. Keep on doing that. I think it's awesome. So, yeah, there you go. That's our blogging content ideas for the day. <laughs> um, Chase, you're killing it. Thank you so much for, for letting us share that. And uh, we'd love to have you on the show for some other blogging ideas. Um, we'd love to have you chat with us and, and get some ideas rolling off your head on potential sales, how to sell stuff, how to, how to write, creative writing processes, how you, how you go about getting all that information. It would be awesome. Um, and then I'm sure Kelvin will get in contact with you as well. <laughs> if any of you, and any, if any of uh, any other people have had come up, come up with some fantastic uh, blogging content, I know Ron Flanagan is another really uh, avid blogger about um, you know awareness for. Uh, now I'm brain farting because I'm live. Of course that happens, right? Um, <laughs> uh, he has some fantastic information about you know veterans and how you can help benefit veterans and the type of stuff that he's kind of been researching uh he's another one to check out as well with his blogging content maybe we'll have him on the show um so yeah if you guys have any other you know creative blogging content send it send it along and let us know we love seeing that type of stuff um moving on to the next thing uh robert i am super stoked about this because you have been talking it up for like four months <laughs> <laughs> you you've been working day and night blood sweat and tears have been poured into it go ahead and, and take take the mic oh Thank you, Chris. Well, <laughs> well, <laughs> no, we've been working really hard at <clears throat> building some new templates. Was there any there blood? Was just a little blood. It doesn't count, though. Um, <laughs> but we've been working real hard to get some some more options, some um, kind of more in-depth templates for you guys. And we finally delivered on it this week. Super excited to release them. Um, we we Some of you guys, every all Lead Sites users have them on your site already, but some of you guys may not know. Um, we have a an app called squeeze and it's a landing page builder and we're up to about 12 templates now. And, uh, th these templates were, we got everything from eBooks to just giveaways to contests to getting, you know, a foreclosure list, stuff like that. They're kind of ready to go, uh, click and point to change anything and, and just send them away to Facebook or your social media or, or link to them on your site. So we're kind of, uh, for the, those of you who don't know, we're holding a contest till the end of December. Whoever can get the most leads on the new template, uh, we're going to give a month free service for lead sites. Um, so make sure you submit those on Beatzillow. Show us what you're doing. Uh, we've had uh, we've had quite a few agents having having a lot of the recent success, uh, even with the new templates, using kind of a Karen Carr strategy of targeting, you know, like a list of foreclosures in your area and sending them on a redirect right to the IDX page. So if you haven't checked that out, go definitely go to Beatzillow and see what's going on. These guys are getting, uh, you know, like <laughs> is that is that the official name for the strategy? The Karen Carr. The strategy? Karen. I, she can. She can. Karen. That was all Karen. And it's just. Uh, it, it's yeah. just really cool to get ton of people a bunch of leads. You're seeing two dollar, two fifty leads um, repeated on mass scale is pretty sweet to see. Yeah, definitely. So there you go. I mean, I'm super excited. I love the new templates. I think they look fantastic. And I'm really, really excited to see what type of creative ways. Track that stuff too, guys. Like uh, when you set up a landing page, just take like five more minutes and copy your headline over into a different one. Um, and then go Google like Easy Agent Pro split testing. We have a we have a YouTube video there that walks you through how to split test these with Google Analytics. It takes like probably five minutes to duplicate that landing page and another 10 minutes to set up the Google Analytics stuff. And then like you can literally find a landing page that converts twice as much by spending that 10, 15 extra minutes. So like go, go do that too when you're setting these up. That's why we make so many templates so that you can see the different results, find one that works and go with it. Yeah, absolutely. And that's fantastic advice. I really love that. Kelvin, do you want to chime in on the templates at all? Is he even there? Well, we'll add it back. <laughs> Kelvin's gone. <laughs> uh, 
um yeah so i think it's really fantastic uh i love i love the new templates i love the amount of work you guys have put in corb i'm on the i'm on a conference and uh like i said uh i'm really excited to see the creative uses that some of the uh, eap users are going to use them for it'll be really cool and Um, the good news is we're just getting started so we got plenty more coming (laughs) i know i'm so excited i'm so excited to do the podcast about that that'll fill up the entire (laughs) the entire podcast (laughs) um so super cool super exciting uh the next thing that i want to talk about with you folks is going to be some of the questions that have been posted up on beatzillow i think it's uh i think some of these ones are really really good super excited to talk about them um Rakan came up with a really great one that uh, I think we could chime in on and kind of give him a little pointer. Uh, he's talking about squeeze pages, and he said squeeze pages that require a phone, an email sign-up, or just an email. Uh, what do you guys think? Personally, I think the phone and email because so many of your emails only lead uh, – uh, so many of your email only leads uh, just used for your listing alerts and never convert. Um, what do you What do you folks think about yeah, that? Yeah, I would like to – so let's, let's take an analogy to this. So um, – so often people think of internet marketing and they're just sitting there and they're and they, like they think that they're just going to post an ad, someone's going to fill out the form and then someone's going to buy a house from them. And so what I think helps to sort of like understand how this all works better is to think of it sort of in real life. So your ad is basically like a road, right? And you need to get enough traffic down that road to go in front of your little subs subway stop um, before you you know start selling subs and I think what he's asking is like if I you're right so you're gonna pay more per lead if you ask them to put out their name phone number and um, their email address you're gonna pay a little bit less if it's just the email address and so you've got to decide what you're doing like are you trying to get more people down the road are you trying to get more people into the subway stop or are you trying to get more people to buy subs those are three different things that's conversion to purchase conversion to just knowing about you and conversion to actually visiting your site or talking to you on the phone right those are three different things and there's marketing activities that you can do that easy and pro writes about that Kelvin may videos about that other people talk about to boost those three activities right so are you trying to grow the number of people in Albuquerque New Mexico that know that you sell houses are you trying to grow the number of people into your CRM database that will then eventually uh, do more business with you or are you trying to grow the number of people that actually do business with you and if you try going straight to the ones that do business with you, it's going to be insanely expensive if you're a brand new agent who no one even knows, likes, or trusts. Um, but eventually, if you, you, you start working, you, you need to campaign for each of those three things and you just keep making better campaigns for each of those three things and it gets better over time. So the short, the short version to that question for me would be decide which one of those three things you want to work at and then build the campaign for that, right? Like if you just want people to know about you, make a video and boost that video to everyone in your demographic that is in your farming area. If you want to then then take everyone that's vi- viewed that video because you can do targeting like this now with Facebook ads, show them an ad like the one that Corinne or the one that um, Brett made or one or your own ad with Squeeze to only people who viewed your video. So then you're growing the people that have seen you, that have seen you talk on video on Facebook, and then you're showing the people who have seen you um, how to do business with you. So I think that's how you have to think of it. Um, It's not one or the other. It's all of the above, just like most things in marketing. I love that breakdown. That's a perfect campaign breakdown. Um, Really gives you a lot of things to think about and what you're trying to accomplish. Um, it's a fantastic way to look at it. Robert, do you want to step in with anything? Honestly, there's not a whole lot to add on top of right? that. It's fig- I know he killed it. Any, anything else, professor? What else <laughs> <do you mean? laughs> it's just about figuring <laughs> out an doing. actual goal before you start doing the action. It's like, what, it, like, what, what am I actually trying to do here? And what's the game plan? Not just to fill up and get these leads, but what am I going to do after? Because how I engage them after, if I'm going to put them on a drip, if I'm going to do X, Y, Z, you need to have that laid out from beginning to end to how that's going to actually turn into revenue and not just be faced with a problem like, man, I have all these emails. I shouldn't have probably just should have asked for numbers because now I have no one to call and no one's answering my emails. But if you... And it sounds so hard too. Like like you're probably listening to me or Robert and like you're like, oh, F, I'm just going to quit the <laughs> business. Um, we... we 
the thing is just like focus on doing one thing today that makes it just a little bit better tomorrow, right? Maybe now today you go and you log into your lead site and you find five blogs that you really like and you go paste them into MailChimp and every single lead that you get from here on out gets sent those blogs once a week, right? Then everything, every lead you pay for, whether it's just an email or just an email phone, like they're gonna get content from you that makes them know, like, and trust you and boost your conversion down the road. And so like then you did something today. Then tomorrow maybe you go out there and you do, you make the video and you boost it to everyone in these three zip codes that you're focused on, right? And then you get like, you know, one one frequency. So everyone in the in that target audience has seen your ad once, right? Once you get to that, you know, okay, that 200 bucks I spent getting everyone in the zip codes to see my video was useful. Everyone's seen it. Okay, now let's run a lead gen ad to everyone who's seen my video. Um, and then you, you sort of start building out the funnel. And so just look at it as daily tasks, daily things you can do. That's important. Um, That's a huge one that I always, I always love. Otherwise you'll just get like, you'll, you'll choke and die on yeah. it. Like it's just, there's so much stuff, but like if you break it down, it's not that bad. Right. Kelvin, you're a marketing And your guru. alternative is terrible. Your alternative is cold calling people for six hours a day every day. <laughs> right. So that's the alternative, right? Like it's not like make your decision. You got to well, do Well, and even the, the simplest way is creating it based on time, right? You're just like these people I'm going to try to keep – I'm literally going to try to build up my drip campaigns. And this they may not convert today and they're most likely going to be more like a year or two down the road. But I'm going to set up this campaign and do these activities for those people. And for the shorter term, I need something to do this week. I need to get some leads this week. You're going to start running it a little more aggressively. And what what I had told Rakan is that I, I kind of believe that most people, if you're literally trying to get the action today and you're trying to do business today or try to get in there, if they're actually, um, if they're a legitimate lead, they're not going to have any objection to filling out your phone number. They're not going to not answer your wild card. You know, if you're asking how soon are you looking to move and they're actually trying to contact you, uh, that's really not a deterrent from conversion as much as it is showing that very specific landing page to every single person who's random from Facebook that you're seeking. Well, from what I'm understanding from this is you, you have to crawl before you can walk and then before you can run, you need to learn to walk. And that's what, that's what this almost feels like is like you said, I don't want to be overwhelmed with learning how to sprint right away. I need to learn how to balance myself properly. I need to, I need to take a step back and think outside of the box and start planning for the future versus just, I want leads and then I want money, right? There, there's steps that are involved in that process. And I think Tyler or yeah, I think Tyler and Robert laid it out perfectly for you, right? Don't think of this as a get lead, get cash. Now it's a it's not only are you building up that specific person and getting ready to have that happen, but you're also doing brand recognition. You're also doing all these beneficial things, um, even if you don't generate a lead right away. And just to make sure I didn't like get uh, that recaps correct, but you also can do things to generate right. leads. Yeah, today. right. Like, and you need to. And the reason, in the most, the only reason you will be successful is because you care enough about doing business and doing sales today, as you care about doing stuff that will get you business five years right. from now. That's the only way you'll be successful is if you care perfectly in like a hundred percent about both those things. Mm. If you care too much about the stuff today, you're gonna you're gonna be terrible in the future. And if you do care too much about the stuff in the future, you're never gonna close Get a deal. That zen you've got to like you've got to have that like it, it, that yin and really, yang. It's not even a balanced thing. I mean, it's just like you've got to be passionate. You've got to like go out there and take ridiculous action to get the leads today by running the, the campaign that gets the name, phone number of people willing to do deals now, while also knowing that if you write a blog and make a video and boost it online, that sometime in the future, those seeds are gonna bear fruit. And it, it sounds like a contradiction, but it's it's really just, it, you have to do those, it's marketing and sales, you've so, gotta do both. So I'm, oh, ahead, oh my bad. So I just wanted no, to see, ahead, so ahead. I'm a new agent, I don't have any landing pages, I don't have any Facebook ads up. What's the first thing I do after listening today? I'd get your... You go out there and you do something that gives value to like 100 people. So that can be as simple as taking your iPhone, turning it on, putting it on selfie mode, walking through a community and doing something that shows that you educated people about that community and then posting it in a group about that community uh, linking back to maybe a Facebook Chase page. Chase Benny, we're looking at you. Realtor. We're looking at you, Chase Benny. Right. 
Perfect. So, so you could do that today and that would take you an hour. And then that's your marketing that gives fruit that, you know, put that on YouTube channel and it's there forever, um, giving you your marketing base to stand on. In terms of generating leads today, that's going through, you don't have landing pages, fine. You don't have a website, whatever, fine. Get up your phone, open up Messenger by Facebook and message every single person that you're friends with on Facebook, telling them a realtor and asking for a referral. That's sales today because that's the only way you're gonna get business today and by making that video, you're, you're working on giving and like building up the, the pipeline so you don't have to do that a year from now, but right now you've gotta get those deals and that's how you do it. I love it. Kelvin, you're a marketing guru. Do you have anything to chime in on with that? No, man, I don't I don't wanna beat a dead horse here. <laughs> I, I feel like they've said, I, I don't wanna reiterate anything that's already been said. They covered everything. I love the analogy, the metaphor. Um, speaking of Facebook, prospecting by messenger we covered that with the guys at real estate uncensored uh in one of our recent videos so yeah, go check that out video. he actually covered yeah, somebody who got like 16 sales in one year from specifically prospecting through facebook messenger so tyler's right that's like immediate immediately immediate sales tactic versus marketing um i love this this is the best podcast to but, date you guys are uh, killing it with robert was there anything more specific that you wanted to dive into in terms of taking that first step was there something else you were looking for mm, so okay so Say I have a lead site right. and more from... You've never touched it. Yeah, exactly. I just started on it and I'm looking for what to do. What do you think I should start collecting first? Full leads? Do you think I should set up one that's a value giveaway with just an email and start building my database too? Or do you think I should do uh, just focus on getting some short leads just to start with a full form? Well, see, that's the just thing. Just going that's back to Rakan's question. Just, just like stop. I would say stop asking that question. <laughs> that's what I would say. Thanks, Ty. <laughs> That's a dumb question, like to me. But that's just how I think. You know that, like yeah, we, no, we work but, like like that's the question you ask, and that's why we do stuff for the future. But I would say, like you're asking, like which better, like an apple or an orange, and like I'm saying, you need an apple and an orange, so go eat them both. So you think you think I should do a fifty-fifty <laughs> split of my campaign spend? I say you just wasted like ten minutes <laughs> talking about like if you should like you sh you need to do both of them. Right. You need people to sell in the future, and you need people to sell today. And we're like, I don't think that you're going to know which one of those things is more successful for you personally until you do them. We we had an interview um, on video with I'm gonna forget his name, but he's a real estate coach up in Washington, um, and it's. You've got to figure, you've got to try the action and do it, right? You've got to try door knocking and do it. People are going to be successful just, in 2017 door knocking. I just picture they are. And they're going to be just more successful it. than some people who try blogging in 2017. But it's because they took the action. The people who take the action will get the results. If you don't like taking the action, then find something else that you do like. If you don't like door knocking, try blogging. If you don't like blogging, try you know, messaging every single person that ever friended you on Facebook. If you don't like that thing, you know, try cold calling. But it's like get started doing, you know, blogging today or messaging on Facebook. I I, I think that's what you've got to focus on, not which one of these is better because they're really so all I think but to, in Roberts to credit you, that that's a question that we hear all the time, especially in coaching. Um, coaching, is that initial yeah, that initial step? And I do think that has to do with the context that you're currently sitting in. For instance, somebody who's currently got three clients that he's working with and is going to probably sell, I don't think you need to be focusing on creating ads to capture those leads immediately. You have time. You've got income that's coming down the door. I would be focusing on you know building an InstaFarm page because that's building the farm for harvesting something later exactly, down the line. That's what I was if you're a brand new totally. agent, go yep. out and start an ad immediately with a PDF because that's going to generate more immediate leads. So I think. You're totally right, and it depends on the context that you're sitting in, whether or not you want to do something that's immediate lead generation or you have time to go ahead and work on building that farm for the future harvest of... Uh... What I like, yeah. No, I think I agree with you 100%, Kelvin. Um, every coaching session that I sit in and they ask me, what's the first step I should take, right? I've never been on this dashboard before. You've shown me what an InstaFarm page is. You've shown me all the apps. What's the first thing I should focus on? And what I like to do is I like to show them like, well, you know, here's a successful website. Here's a successful EAP lead site. Uh, generally Dustin's. I like to show Dustin's a lot because he's just on top of it. Um, I say, here's a successful one. What's the difference that you see here between his InstaFarm pages and your InstaFarm pages, right? 
you have the MLS information there, but you have nothing showing what's so special about the area. And the great thing is, and I tell them this all the time, I say, you guys are the walking encyclopedias. You're the ones, the walking dictionaries of the area. You know everything. So what I like to tell them is explore an Instafarm page first. Add that content. Make that valuable content be known and on your site for people to take a look at. That's usually what I tell. That's usually what I say to answer your question there, Rob. Yeah, but Robert's right. That question great. pops up so, so much. Yeah. And it's basically, I always, do you have a client? No. Then let's go get you leads and an immediate client. Like Brett, he had... Right. The make a referral squeeze yeah. page and, and message out the link to everyone right. on Facebook. If you, do you have a client? Yes, yeah. I have three clients. Okay, well then focus on Instafarm. Start building out that long-term success strategy. You have expendable yep. time to do that. Um, same thing. How big is your following on your social media accounts? If it's huge, advertise the site fresh. Do a couple Instafarm pages and advertise it. Hey, check it out, guys. I just got my brand new website updated with all this great information for you. Check it out. Um, something simple like that even just to get that brand recognition out there and let people know that the site exists that's important as well so it all really just is sounds like it boils down to taking action doing something today learning from it and then building on it and that's absolutely just, absolutely yeah just just just, i mean like one thing a day that exactly whether you it may be the one thing you do today depends on you know your situation but i would say most of the time even that is just you know not true like just do fill out an instafarm page today make a referral squeeze page tomorrow message that referral squeeze page to everyone on messenger the next day and like there you go we got half your week planned for you in a in an hour long <laughs> i was just gonna so. say there you go Rakan. you basically <laughs> so got stop an hour. listening right now <laughs> you got like, an just hour long. pause it shut it off and go do something you got an hour That's long the... <laughs> uh, coaching session on the podcast Rakan. there you go yeah. <laughs> there's that fantastic question i gotta say honestly guys i'm not just saying this because i'm on the podcast i genuinely learned a lot today and i'm going to use this in my coaching calls as well um, fantastic stuff. You know what? Just do it. Get it done. The Nike, the Nike symbol. Make it happen. Uh, <laughs> I don't even associate that with Nike anymore. I think of Shia LaBeouf. That's all I think that's of. Sh Shia. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> exactly. Um, the next thing I want to chime in on, and then we'll wrap it up for the day because you guys killed it with the information. Um, uh, Abel uh, came up with this. Uh, I guess what he did was run a test on his site to see how well it performs with speed. Um, if Robert and Kelvin want to chime in on that, since they've been answering the questions on BeatZillow about it, uh, you more than well, more than welcome to take the reins on this one and see what's going on. Yeah. Uh, Robert and I get this question pretty frequently and, and really what it boils down to in almost every single case is people are uploading images and adding media to their sites, which is good. They should be, but they're forgetting to export that media at a smaller size. So if you're loading photos into your site or on your Instafarm pages that are three, four megabytes, then it's going to drastically slow down the load time of the site in general, the pages. That's that's what's going to create a very uh, a very big problem for you real real fast. And uh, Robert, do you want to tell them anything on how they should go about exporting them down to? Because I know when you know I first started doing the autoblogger and stuff, the general rule of thumb was around four hundred uh, kilobytes. And yep, exactly. Just as long as it's under a half megabyte, it shouldn't be too big of a deal. The problem happens when you're you know, you're getting six times that load speed and you're doing a three megabyte file. But the easiest thing to do, this is on Mac, PC is very similar, but basically drag it to your desktop, open it with preview, file, save as JPEG, and it'll let, it'll give you a little slider to let you control the uh, the compression on it and you can kind of get it to a size that, that you like. So if you're running it super lean and you just want to have the smallest images possible so it loads up as fast as possible, you can make the image super small and decompress. and um, I will warn that when, when you strip that data away, you can't end up with pixelated images. So they'll have, um, some of them will have a little distortion on it, but if you're doing chances are, if it's a two megabyte image, it's already pretty big. So when it actually displays on your site, it'll be squished together and it should, the resolution should look just fine around 300 kilobytes, 400 kilobytes. Yeah, and the other thing to keep in mind when looking at site speed is, is remembering back to you all remember like third grade Newton's laws of physics, right? For every every action you take, there's an equal and opposite reaction, right? So everything you do, there's a result of that, right? So you as a real estate agent, you probably, the fastest site in the world would be a site with just text that's black and white on it because then it's only loading text. But do we want houses on our sites? Do we want 
uh, pop-ups? Do we want lead capture? Do we want landing pages? Do we want tracking on cookies? So for each action we have, we have to weigh the uh, reaction against that, right? So what we've done at Easy Agent Pro is we've focused on the things that get us leads the most often while getting good results on Google search engine uh, rankings. So we've tracked that. We've got, we actually, we, we did this when we were building um, some of our search engine tools a year and a half ago now. Uh, we actually ranked for these communities in Kansas City and we found like the track, we're still on the first page for them. Um, and so we, we did these things and some tools may say that things are wrong, but really the only thing that sets those tools off as saying they're 100% correct is a website with black and white text and nothing else. So as a real estate agent, that's not going to help you at all build your business and get more commission. What is going to help you is getting leads that then help you convert uh, people into sale. And so it's it's a balance of that. And we think we've struck a pretty good balance with that. So it depends on, in the thing, the other thing you got to remember is all these tools online are trying to sell you something anyway. So um, we, with the one that we found um, that this guy posted was um, HubSpots. So theirs was focusing on keyword densities and uh, things of that nature. Um, so it scored really well. So keep what Kelvin and, and Robert said in mind when uploading those images. And then know that some of the, the tools we use to help you get leads and to know what your leads were doing on your site um, do trigger some alerts on other tools. But it's really, in the end, a net benefit to you, not necessarily a net negative. Exactly. There you go. You heard it from the man himself. <laughs> um, I know that you guys wanted to talk about videos as well, and that videos may cause a little bit of a lag time. Um, if you if you don't want to, that's fine. No big deal. Yeah. So what happens with videos? Sometimes so it'll look like you have, uh, you know, if you have like our new one of our new homepages has a video background. So when you send it through a site scanner, it's actually going to say, "Oh my gosh, this page is 15 megabytes." When in fact your page was actually around five megabytes and then 10 downloaded in the background while it, um, while your site queued up and while a placeholder image shows. So, um, right. when you, whenever you embed a video, it is transmitting quite a bit of data across the internet to your site so that it does have to load. Um, and the way we've, we've found to circumvent that is to show a placeholder image that looks almost identical to the video that'll load right away. So there's no kind of lag in user experience. You'll open it up, it'll load like normal. And then all of a sudden the video will turn on once it's downloaded. And so, yeah. so your site actually does download and open a lot faster than a tool will say it will, um, because it's counting the data download in the background. Yeah, that's an important thing to note because a lot of the people, like Robert said, they'll run it through a certain program and then they see it's that large and they just assume that this, the page isn't even displaying. And I have to explain to everybody, no, that's not true. The page is displaying normally. The placeholder image is there. When the video's loaded, it'll show. But the, everything's loading fine on mobile. Everything's, it still loads correctly. But people get really hung up on the size that they don't realize that it's still loading appropriately. And then sometimes the worst offenders, you'll go and you'll finally inspect it and search out the images and see what's going on. And nine out of 10 will be a five megabyte image. So just watch those images and resize them and make sure, make yeah. sure they're the correct size for your site. Cause they'll, they'll go undetected by you. Most likely your cache will take over and kind of pop them up. But uh, to your visitors, they'll experience the download and it's uh, it's no good for, for conversion or page load time. Awesome. I love the clarification on that. Um, I hope this helps out a lot of individuals because I saw that post get some pretty quick responses. Um, and maybe this might help anybody who's still kind of on the fence or curious about what this is actually measuring and what, what's happening on the site. So this might help you guys clarify some of those issues and some of those questions. So that's fantastic. Um, one more, and then I promise we will let you guys go. Uh, Jay looks like he's a new EAP user. Um, and he asked, uh, not sure which lead site homepage to go with, a classic B2016 Modern or C2016 Seller. Has there been any testing on which one is performing better, or do you wish you could have gone with a different homepage design? Your thoughts. So why not get the answers from the people who actually created it, right? It's the best source of information. Robert? <laughs> so I'll let, a, I'll let a designer talk for a <laughs> I was going to say, this, is gonna, this rant, I have a feeling, is going to parallel the last rant about five minutes ago. And um, that it depends. It like depends on what your goal. There's a reason we call it the seller. So are you seller focused? Is that what you're about? Are you are you kind of in the middle? Um, I think a lot of people place a lot too much importance on 
onto a homepage. And really the, the only goal of a homepage should be to divide traffic up. So if it's doing and that's according to your goals. So if you're, if you're a seller focused agent, then every single thing on your page should be seller. But if you're doing buyers and sellers, what we have like the classic setup for is to do segmentation of people that want freebies. And we send them to the blog, to landing page, to giveaways, stuff like that. You have your home buyers, which may want buying resources or to search the IDX something like that, or you have a seller who's probably gonna do a seller guide or a home value tool. Um, and basically, the classic creates three opportunities for all those guys, so you can get them from point A to point B as fast as possible. And that's what I think is really the main point of a landing page, it should say, do you wanna buy, do you wanna sell? It's trying to get you to raise your hand and say what you're there for as quickly as possible and get those resources in front of you so you have a better chance of opting in. And that's, that's cool, and I agree with Robert. Um, I'd also point out that if you're doing your marketing right, uh, probably less than 5% of your traffic will visit your homepage right. in a given month. They will go to specific properties. They will go to specific blog posts. They will go to specific Instafarm pages. Um, and if you're doing Facebook ads, they'll go specifically to that squeeze page you set up. And for most of those people, it does not impact the decision at all uh, of whether or not they'll put their information in. So I think what you have to focus on is go Google that that A/B testing video, and like you can split test like which landing page works better for that Facebook campaign, or you can split test which blog when you boost it gets you more leads um, because I think that's where this energy should be directed uh, because that's where 95 90 percent of your traffic is yeah. going if you're to like Ty said if you're doing the marketing right you're directing where people are going and you're not going to be wanting to send them directly to the home page send them to the information they're looking for um, but like Robert said you know the context of your market if it's a main it's a huge seller market right now go that route or personal preference it's a combination of the two that's really going to influence the decision that you make and with that being said, it's not like homepages are chopped liver. Right. Because when someone does Google your name on Google, when they search you by your company, um, when that's they look at your business up. card and go straight to your URL that's on there, they're going to end up on your homepage. So it is your homepage's job to, it's number one, get them to where they want to go as quickly as possible. Number two, make you look like a professional that knows what he's doing. Um, and that's just having having it be clean, mobile, being you know up to date and, and all that kind of stuff. But um, it's kind of like the it's more of a trust effect than an actual conversion to lead effect. Yeah. And uh, this go. might sound a little biased, but to answer that question. 2016 uh, modern. Regardless of whichever one you pick, it's going to look good. It's going to look. <laughs> Should make you feel warm and fuzzy. I want to I want like I want to put Robert on a pedestal. He's being real modest about it, but he put a lot of work into oh. that. So they all look good. So you're good. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> So there you go, EA peers. That is another episode of the In the Lead podcast sorted out. Uh, I want to thank uh, Kelvin, Robert, and Tyler for sitting in again and dealing with my random questions, my random news, and giving <laughs> you guys all the beneficial information that you can use to optimize your site, get those leads, and convert it right away. Um, with that said, we are out of here. Everybody say your goodbyes, and we will be back next See week. See you guys. Thanks for tuning in. Later, guys. See ya. Thanks for listening to In The Lead. If you've enjoyed the show, be sure to subscribe in iTunes or Stitcher and leave us an honest review. For more great content like this, check out our blog at easyagentpro.com.